listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, episode 91 on Ed Reach. Jerry at NAEA, the National Art Education Association, 2013. It's a long title, Jerry. It is. Okay, this is Ed Gamer for Saturday, March 9th, 2013. Ed Gamer is part of the EdReach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. Yeehaw! A big voice. From Texas. <laughs> this show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We will give you the education. It's nothing worse than having Midwesterners <laughs> try to talk about Texas. Okay, this show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We will give you the education angle on any type of games ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. Jerry? Yeah? You're not in Schaumburg anymore. I'm not. I'm far away. I'm not in Carroll Stream either. I'm a, yeah. So, I'm a couple, couple hour plane ride away. Couple hours. So who are you? My name is Jerry James and I'm a visual arts teacher currently residing in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeehaw. <laughs> I just like saying that. Uh, my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. So, Jerry? We're both in the South. What? We're both <laughs> in the South. Oh, you are so funny. See what I did there? Yeah, you, that was good. That was good. Okay, so our alternate titles. I should put titles here. Titles. How many are we're trying you to have using? Some, uh, just two. Jerry goes to Texas, or Jerry buys cowboy boots. Oh. <sighs> I like the I like those two. Yeah. We should have a vote. We should have a vote on that. I like that. Stars at night. Yeah. Are big and bright. Just like Jerry. Oh, you you, <laughs> you missed my clap. I know. I was hoping okay. you wouldn't. Well, it, you it's like the you know uh, the chicken dance you know the you know da, da, da. okay forget it. So you just got you get sucked into the song. That's mm-hmm. all it is. I see what it is. So you've been gone a lot, and I don't know how you, you this happens. Uh, I would. You know, within your district. I'm uh, not really sure that I remember where I work. There's a good chance that when I go back in on Tuesday, my desk will just not be there. They'll just <laughs> somebody else will be there. They'll be wearing yeah. my name tag. I'm Jerry James. <laughs> no, I'm Jerry James. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been um, so we started with the ice conference, which you were you know joined me for, and that was a couple days off there. And then um, I had a, a really important meeting half my day Monday, which pulled me out for some yearbook stuff. And then we had a snow day Tuesday, which was supposed to be my only like normal day of the week, of course. And then I was off to Texas on, on Wednesday and I don't go back until Tuesday. So it's been, it's been a long time. I, I'm all over the place. It's been a long time since I rock and rolled. Yeah. Love it. Okay. I was thinking about so you, taking next week off, just riding this whole thing out through spring break, you know? Yeah, it's because... like a sabbatical. <laughs> so you have spring break, so you have next week, and then your spring break starts. Um, I think I actually have two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah, I think so. And yeah, my sure. last day is the 22nd. <clears throat> I think that's what mine is. That would be two weeks, right? Yeah, it'd yeah. be a couple of weeks. So, okay. Well, that's all, that's all good. And uh, it's raining now here, and it's like in the 40s, it's supposed to get... Maybe close to 50 today, but it, I don't know. It's actually raining here, but it's about 65. Yeah, a little different. <laughs> a little different there in Tejas. Um, is that because you you speak Spanish, Jerry? So you know that's how you'd say it correctly. Is it Tejas? Um, no. Oh no, it's not. Yeah, it would be. Except it would be. Um, uh, it just sounds much better when someone Hispanic. <laughs> someone else. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody else says it. Yeah, that's. I take no offense, Jerry. <laughs> 
I am a Midwesterner. I was I was intending offense, so. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> okay, so you haven't had Game Club this week. I don't even I, know where it is. Yeah. So we had it uh, yesterday, and we had about 30 kids again today. We started bringing in more board games. You met today? Did I say today? You did. I did? I met yesterday, Friday. Okay. Yeah. So we met yesterday, Friday. We had about 30 kids hmm. and we're starting to have a little bit more board game and miniature. Uh, one of the parents, Mr. Peterson, brought in the uh, X-Wing miniatures game. Hmm. And he had, hmm. of course, the TIE Fighters. He had the uh, uh, the X-Wings and then also uh, he had the TIE Fighter Interceptor. And they also had an, uh, a couple A-wings and like a Mil- Millennium Falcon. Wow, that sounds awesome. So yeah, we could we didn't know how to play with the Millennium Falcon because the rule set is a little bit different. But <laughs> the kids really enjoyed it. In fact, some of them. We had one person leave. I don't think she. It was going a little bit too slow for, her and uh, to get set up because the rules it takes a while to learn. And then, um, but we had other kids that were noticing what we were doing, and they started. You know, coming over and seeing what was going on. So I think we should try it next time and and see how that works out. I've got the I got the link to the X-wing miniatures game. Uh, we'll have that in the show notes. But it's it is nice. It is a nice nice setup, and the kids uh, enjoy it. And there's some collaboration. You know, you have to work, especially if you're in a squadron. You have to work with the others to try to you know help each other out and uh, going after the enemy, the dark side. Very cool. Or, you know, the rebel. The other thing that I'm really, we've talked about, we've talked about Minecraft, you know, a lot. And I think there's some things that I'm going to have to start writing down. Of course, from Wes Fryer, he said I should write a little book on how to manage, you know, manage this and put this together uh, for the classroom. You know, we have kids that are getting on Minecraft and they're on the Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and uh, throughout the district. And so we have kids during a tutorial advisor advisee time. And they're getting on and they're trying to group up with other students and either, you know, if they get all their work done, they can they can play the game. Some kids are I've got a group of kids that are trying to build the uh, Acropolis with the Parthenon on top of it. Mm. And which is really exciting for me to see. But you've got other kids from other classes or other schools if within our network, within our district that are coming in and just basically, <laughs> you know, coming in destroyed. They jump on a, another you know, uh, you know, multiplayer, a land, mm-hmm. land group, and uh, they come in and just start destroying stuff. Wow. And it's like, okay. And then trying to track this down, we had, we had one kid that was all the way in the middle school on the south side of town. And we're like, okay, how in the world do we go about even, you know, tracking this kid down? So that's where I think Minecraft EDU is, is coming into play because uh, I've been able to work with some of my students and be able to see who's on and 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 make sure that nothing's being destroyed. It's a safe place. I'm I'm running the Minecraft EDU server on my laptop, and the kids I got about four kids playing on that, and they're building the like I said the Acropolis with the Parthenon, and it's a safe uh, safe environment for them. I'm able to s- save the world. You know, <laughs> I can save the world, Jerry. <laughs> no, so I can do saves along the way. So if something happens, I can pull up a previous a previous build. Cool. And it's like I said, and then I can manage uh, different parameters, making it daytime all the time. There's no monsters or anything like that. 
a lot of nice setup tools within Minecraft EDU and the, their server tool. So I think I'm getting other teachers on board. We have a local grant that we have in our community, and I think we're going to start putting together some proposals so we can get some licenses, more licenses, and and get this get this going because it's really it's so cool to see Jerry. You saw it when you had the the SIC conference. Yeah, it was amazing. You know, and we got group in this group build where the kids are talking about, well, what stone are we going to use? You know, oh, that doesn't work very well. Let's take that down and build it back up. They're collaborating. We've had teachers and administrators walk into my classroom during that one period, and and they're they're just amazed. They're like, this is this is good stuff. Hmm. This is good stuff. So that's kind of where you know. Uh, where Game Club is at right now, and it's been a lot of fun. It's growing. I'm, I'm getting more parents uh, coming to me and saying this is <laughs> this is wonderful, and they're glad that there's a place for their kid to come and enjoy themselves. and And I think that's it's nice. It's a nice, safe environment. That's awesome. And that's that's what's that's so important. And you've you've seen that too. So um, one last thing, I'm going to drop this into the notes. Um, is Minecraft the ultimate educational tool? Did I send that to you? I did not see it. This is the Idea Channel. Okay. PBS Idea Channel, and I can't for I don't know I can't remember this guy's name. Um, he does these great little videos, and he goes through and discusses the the positives, or you know, it, it basically it's it's not a review. It just he has a topic, he discusses it, and looks at all the different angles of it. And Minecraft was this I think this week's post. And there's some great resources and links. He talks about Joel Levin and Minecraft EDU. Hmm. Um, and this video has already been seen 88,000 times. Wow. Yeah. So it's that's pretty pretty awesome. I'll put that on there too. So those, those of you that follow Minecraft and Minecraft EDU, I'm sure have seen this video and know about the PBS Idea channel. But I'll put that link out there. So, Jerry, what's... Uh, you're down in Texas, man. I am. I am. I'm having a good time. I've seen... What's going on? I've seen a lot of Texas so far. I got freaked out the other day because I took a cab ride, and uh, as we passed like a strip mall, there was just a horse like in the field. You know, no fences or anything. Horse just kind of walking around, and I was like, "Hey, look at that horse." Are you sure there wasn't? Because I know you're in the city. I am Jerry. positive. Now this was on a drive through the suburbs because I was going to meet someone, and uh, yeah, it was weird. It was odd. Jerry, you, you do know that they have, um, uh, how do I say this? There are fences that look like there's nothing no, there, but there was really no fence because I wires. watched him walk into the parking lot. Oh, well, that would be, <laughs> that would show you that there was no fence. And then I turned around and there was like four more horses behind him. Okay. So, you know, you being a city slicker and all, I didn't want to, you know. No, I was kind of freaked out. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. But it's been good. I got a lot of awesome food. Every meal includes some kind of a pepper or hot spice, which is amazing for me. I've, I'm not sharing a room with you. I've never seen the word Chipotle more times in my in my life. Um, ancho, <laughs> Chipotle, oh man, so good, so good. So lots of great it's not, food. It's not like the same restaurant that we have up here in the Midwest. No, not Chipotle like that. Oh, like what? That's not that silly little burrito place. No, this is like... Um, Good stuff, man. It is good stuff, but this is the spices on the food, like the actual spice mm. chipotle. It's awesome. Gotcha. Gotcha. It is delicious. So, uh, yeah, they have like, uh, instead of having clam chowder soup, they have chipotle chicken chowder with corn. It's so good. It's like a breakfast, you know, lunch and dinner yeah, thing. Yeah, Venison chili. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, when I went to Baltimore, uh-huh. you know, it, everything was crab. Yeah. You know, it's like crab for breakfast, yep. crab for lunch, yeah. crab for dinner. Okay, yeah. there it's Chipotle. It's, it's like Tabasco sauce on everything all the time. So I love cool. it. It's fantastic. And then um, – Is that the only reason why you're there is to just eat? Yeah, there's no real conference. Okay. I'm just making it up. Okay. Just to get my district to sign off. Um, <laughs> this is a good fake website, then. <laughs> the NAEA. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's actually a great site. Um, Northern Illinois is really well represented being here. Um, so I, I kind of wear two hats while I'm here, um, looking at my own stuff and then um, being in the Ph.D. program for NIU. Um, we also have a lot of NIU events going on, <clears throat> which is really nice. I get to meet a lot of, you know, big names in, in the art ed world. Um, this is a conference that kind of they all get together for. So it is it's about four or five thousand people um, really spread out. We've kind of just taken over the town. Everyone you meet in the town is <laughs> is here for for that conference. I think last year it was in New York, you know, so that was a little different. Um but uh, yeah, art has completely taken over to Fort Worth, which is a beautiful town, by the way, and very walkable and very nice and safe and uh, and good people here. So and warm weather and warm weather. Yep, I left ten inches of snow to come here and and uh, hang out in the desert. So that's kind of been nice. Um, yeah, there's there's been a lot going on. It's an insane conference. Like every conference that you go to, and you look through and. You know, you maybe have an hour off because you didn't see anything interesting or maybe you have two two sessions that hour. It is actually painful to choose sessions. Um, it has a great app. Same people that did the ICE app did one for, for this one. That must be like – Seriously? Yeah, it must be like the new thing going for uh, huh. for conference apps. But it's unbelievable. So you can, you can search, which <clears throat> this really helps in this one. Um, I searched for games the first day I got here. And, I mean, I got to tell you there was like – 30 40 different sessions um somehow involving games cool which is awesome and then obviously because this is the art ed conference and the visuals play a very important part um it was predominantly a lot of video game type stuff so okay yeah it's been very cool i've i've sat in on on quite a few of those while still you know looking for some some other new information there's a lot of uh, cutting edge people here there's all all ages from elementary all the way up through um i guess it goes through college level higher ed and it also includes museum studies so people that work at museums and and teach at museums and things like that to to groups of children going through so it's a it's a pretty diverse crowd you know for for an art crowd it's a it's it's a pretty good time so what are some of the uh what are some of the sessions that you've seen that kind of relate to what you do and what we talk about? Um, well, there's been there's been a couple really good sessions. I did see one um, on the history of of video games and art, which we've talked about. You know that MoMA display, yeah, um, where they've incorporated a lot of that. So so they talked about uh, introducing that to to students in the classroom, which was kind of cool. I'm actually really excited. Next, I'm going to uh, a two hour lecture and uh, actually. Two of my professors are are in it. I just realized now they're each doing an hour, and that's called uh, learning learning from digital game design, the art of game design, which is pretty cool. So it's going to take a look at um, you know how game design in the classroom helps kids learn, and so super excited about that one. Um, yeah, I wonder, if the, I wonder if they'll talk about you, Jerry. I hope so. If they don't, I'm going to stand up in the middle of the room. Hey, I'm Jerry. <laughs> and then I'll just run out. <laughs> yeah, 
No, that's uh, that's pretty exciting. It's, that's, I mean, it's awesome. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weird field. Art is because, um, as opposed to a conference where, you know, if you go to a math conference and you ask every every math teacher what's two plus two, you know, besides the one quirky guy in the corner that figures out how to somehow you know, make two plus two, not four, everyone's going to say four, right? Because they all have this basis of knowledge for their content field that's kind of unshakable and untouchable. And uh, that doesn't exist in art. You know, there's no, you, you can't say to a group of art educators, is this art? And some people say yes, some people say no, some people say, you know, the person holding it's a piece of art, some people say that chair is a piece of art, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's so it's wild. You know, our our fundamentals are are kind of all over the place, which is cool. It's it's good and bad. It is good and bad. It, it makes it much more difficult to assess and to set um, to set standards. Which personally, uh, <laughs> you know, on my end, I think that's the great part about it um, because I don't, you know, it's not it's not a situation where I ever want I don't ever want to figure out how we fit into a Scantron test. That's just yep. not in my interest. I don't want to do that, you know. Um, I've heard a lot and read a lot. I was reading Dan Pink's book, uh, just flipping through his newer one on the way up. I wasn't flipping. That was like kind of saying I recorded a show or I taped a show or uh, something. I was not flipping through the book at all. I was reading it digitally. <laughs> okay, Jerry. You don't roll down the window anymore. Um, okay. <laughs> so I was reading the Dan Pink book and you know he was talking about how much we stifle creativity in kids by introducing them to our educational system you know at mm. such a young age and then and there, it's true you know kids in my class even when I when I try to get them out of like school mode will be like what's my grade don't worry about your grade for like 10 seconds, you know, but they have to because of the system we've set up around them, yeah. you know, and, and they think that, that that grade is a Jerry. Jerry. So, yeah, we lost connection with Texas. You know, we've done interviews to South Korea and I think next week we got uh, uh, a guy that's, wanting to uh, talk to us, and we want to talk to him, and he's in Singapore, and I bet we don't have a problem. But calling to Texas. To call into Texas. Yeah, so now so you're on your phone, so I had to use my Skype. You know, they, they charge, I have like $10, you know, on there, and if you don't use it within a certain amount of time, you know, they kind of, I don't know, they limit your access. So I get to use it now. I don't get charged for this, do I? No, it's your cell phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's funny because now I'm seeing it drop. Like, it's like, now did dot 978. <laughs> it's going <laughs> down. Okay, so we were talking about grades, and we were talking about how um, it's the game that we're playing. Yeah. You know, and it's it's kind of silly, but we've talked about that before. That's true. That's true. But, yeah, there's there's a lot of, a lot of new people out here with a lot of cool new ideas on how to uh, – you know, invigorate art in the classroom. And that's what it's all about. It's all about connections and uh, connecting with, you know, new people. And uh, I've had a lot of chances to do that, which has been awesome. And I think games allow, I mean, open up a new world for art education. And it's another way to reach kids. I mean, art is so much fun as it is and all the things that you can do to create. But now it's, it can also be uh, utilized within the gaming world. 
Well, I agree, and I also think that we have a little more time in our curriculums to experiment, unlike other fields, because we have uh, we're so you know we're not tested and we're not we're not held to um, really strict state standards yet. Actually, there was uh, I, I did meet somebody that was saying <clears throat> she had they had just presented to a White House committee on trying to get these national the, the standards for her state for art in the classroom adopted to national standards. And uh, it could be in the next five years that this comes down the line because the White House enjoys this. Um, and this is from, oh, it's not national, that was the other person, but um, Kentucky maybe. Um, but the type review uh, and judging the growth and um, judging the teacher on the student's growth, you know, of these final projects, which will be interesting. Hmm. Be real well, we just got we just got done with ISAT, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the Illinois Standards Achievement Test. For those of you who don't know it, it's you know you have we have all these wonderful names throughout the country, but uh, we just got done with the reading and, um, and and math, and we have extended response in reading and also math, and so they have to read a couple passages and then write out uh, an answer to a question. So I'm sitting here thinking, okay, what would an extended response be for art? You have to draw this picture, and then how does somebody grade that? I, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm sure that wouldn't be the case. Well, and it's, it's not as much about, you know, it's definitely not about a right and wrong answer, and it's not about showing um, two students work against each other. What it is about showing is the growth in a student. So... Yeah, how how a student has changed from the start of the year to the end of the year. Um, now, my question is, how do you judge what's appropriate growth for a student? You're still averaging it then against a peer or against someone else or a national standard, and um, and then it cl- and then you start to close things down again. You know, by by limiting it and by saying this is appropriate growth and this is inappropriate growth, we're still we're still saying people have to increase in some way or have to learn in some way. So still stifling, you know, but that's any standardization. We definitely know about that. Hey, a couple other things, and then we can uh, call it a, uh, a show. Uh, Dan Rizak from EdReach is down at South by Southwest, uh-huh. which is about a couple hours away from you. Mm-hmm. And he's got a couple articles already on EdReach. The one that there was a couple of them on there that were quite interesting. And one is from uh, Alan Gershen, Gershenfeld. And he talked about the difference between big G and little g games. And I, I still need, I, I listened to it once, I still need to comprehend it. But his, uh, his concept, I guess that idea came out of Arizona State and a certain guy we know. Oh, Mr. Jim G. Mr. Jim G. <laughs> so I, I think that's kind of interesting. I think people should watch that. Another one was from Matt Busbridge of McGraw-Hill. Uh, what is government in action, which is made by Muzzy Lane. Oh, so very kinda, good. Yeah. So we got some connections there. I thought that was really cool. Really cool that uh, Dan had that on there. And I think those are added actually within uh, EdGamer, yeah. uh, the EdGamer link within EdReach. So I wanted to mention that. So check those out. I think they'll be worth your time. They're really short, quick videos, unlike this show. And even when it's in Texas and on a cell phone. Don't you have some big news, too? Uh, I might. I might. Um, so Jeremiah McCall emailed me this week, and 
asked, well, he asked both of us on one thing, being being part of the alpha testing uh-huh. for the uh, Playful Learning Initiative through Learning Games Network. It's like really long, which is a spinoff from MIT's, um, what is it, Arcade, uh, Education Arcade. I think that's what it's called. So we both are going to be part of this alpha testing, creating lessons and curriculum that will be shared through the Playful Learning Initiative, which other teachers from around the country and around the world would be able to use and utilize in order to make connections using games uh, with their students. The other thing that was uh, that I got information on, which I think is really cool, is they are putting together an advisory board mm-hmm. for the Playful Learning Initiative, and Jeremiah McCall asked uh, asked me to be on that. Yay! Yay! So kind of cool. You're like a rock star now. Yeah. So yeah, sure. Next time you stay at my house, you can give me your autograph. <laughs> sure. I'm I'm sure that's that would be appropriate. <laughs> be appropriate. No, I I think it's I think it's exciting. I think you know with Ed Gamer and the connection that, connections we've been making with the Learning Games Network, which you know through MIT and University of Mas- Madison, Wisconsin, and now you're starting to see that emblem uh, attached to Arizona State University and uh, Games and Impact uh, Center there, uh, at that fine institution with Jim G. Yeah, it's it's really exciting to be part of that and. I guess we're meeting up at uh, the GLS conference up in Madison in early June, which we are heading up to. And I really don't know what it fully entails yet, other than I'm on an advisory board. Thank you for listening to this week's EdGamer podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach Network. Have a great week.